Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. We are slightly over 24 hours, probably less than 24 hours by the time you're hearing this, away from our next event, the um, Grand Slam Coon Rapids 2.0 Open will take place Friday evening, 6 p.m. at the Grand Slam in Coon Rapids. The snow has concluded. Uh, hopefully you're all plowed or shoveled out of where you are currently and uh, ready for some miniature golf action tomorrow night. We are... Um, only a month and a half, almost two months now, removed from our last trip to Grand Slam, which Eric Hesselius took down with a 16 under. Uh, Tom Loftus in second place at 13 under. Josh Benish in third, tied with Matt Rolstead at 12 under. Interestingly enough, 13 under is what won it the first trip up to uh, the Grand Slam in Coon Rapids. On December 31st, 2021, uh, Sean Brown took that one over Matt Rolstead just slightly. A lot at stake tomorrow night. Um, there are three events left in the league year. I am, I guess I'm ready to announce one of those dates. I've never announced a date that wasn't the next date, if that makes sense. Um, so let's put it this way. Uh, March 25th, Saturday, we will conclude our league year at, uh, you know, my favorite course, the Gulf Zone in Chaska, Minnesota. Um, that is going to be a 1 p.m. tea time. You asked, I listened, 1 p.m. on Saturday, March 25th. We will also, before that, we will also be heading to the Grand Slam in Burnsville. Haven't locked in a date yet, but it's um, going to be before the 25th and after the 24th of February. So my apologies. I couldn't be a little bit more specific. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I like to I like to put it out. I like to put out ideas out there. I got a lot of great feedback about the back to back events. We're going to try that this summer. Um, um, and, and I like to put things out there to see how you respond. A lot of you are not shy about telling me how you feel about things, which I love. Appreciate that very much. Um, Friday night works. I like Friday night a lot. Uh, you may as well. You may not like it very much. Uh, let me know your feedback. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a Friday. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think in the winter time, the, the weekends are just, are just better. I don't know. They just feel different. I think in the summertime, a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday, um, it's got a different vibe to it, if you will. Um, so, uh, leaning, leaning towards a Friday night for Grand Slam Burnsville, but that is not locked in. Regardless, 25th, March, 1 p.m., conclusion of the league year at the Gulf Zone in Chaska. And then we will head outdoors. And tomorrow night, or Friday night, tonight, maybe you're listening to it, the 24th, Grand Slam, Coon Rapids, 6 p.m. I said a lot of things there. I just want to reiterate, Grand Slam, Coon Rapids, Friday night, February 24th, at 6 p.m. Okay, we are going to um, do a deep dive uh, and... In, and into the Grand Slam in Coon Rapids. I updated the whole breakdown list, uh, which is one of my favorite things. It, I, I have it set up to, I've got to kind of manually enter everything, and it's it was a little bit of a pain in the butt, but we got it, 
and uh, excited, excited to do that. So we're going to go through a couple of different things here um, with that. There is now three uh, course record holders. Um, it, both Eric Caselius and Tom Loftus joined Jacob Hodge or Jake Hodge uh, at 35 um, with their course record. So the course record is 35 and, um, we know there's a path towards 34, which we'll cover that in a second. Okay. So I'm going to do what I've done in the past, which is uh, focus on the top 25 in any particular area. So just so you know, we've got 225 holes, um, covered, uh, across all of Puttcraft. It's an odd number because, uh, um, Como Park has 27 holes. So we're, we, we, we count those back 18, quote unquote, as a back nine played twice. Uh, you get it. So, uh, golf zones, 14th hole still leads, um, all of Puttcraft in ace percentage. Probably going to lead that forever. 47.4%. But coming in in third place at a 36.59% is the Grand Slam Coon Rapids is fifth hole. I'm just going to say fifth hole from now on. I'm not going to precursor it every single time. That is um, uh, third yeah, overall at 36.59%. And if memory serves me correct, that is the hole with the uh, with the black ramp on it uh, where you can, uh, you know, things can go south very quickly as some of you uh, can attest to. Uh, but for the most part, it is, it is one of the easier holes to ace on the circuit and it, it comes in at number three. Okay. In seventh place is hole two. Okay. That is a 20.73%. So one slightly more than one out of every five attempts is aced there at a, uh, 20.73%. And hole two, uh, if you're not near a, um, a computer right now is the one with the craters, the straight shot with the craters. That is hole two. And the last, uh, lastly is, uh, believe it or not, hole 18, which is kind of interesting at an 18.29%. Um, you wouldn't think that one would be, uh, extremely aceable. It is a relatively straight shot, but it's a longer hole. Uh, there is some bounce back, uh, opportunity on that hole. So that those are three holes in the top 10. So before I go to the top 25, I want to, Look at those three holes in particular, hole five, hole two, and hole 18, and take a look at our course record holders to see how they fared on those three holes. Because, you know me, I, I, I like the course records. I like to see how it's, how it is possible that, that, uh, that, that, that we could see a new course record. And the, the, the longer we go, the more fun the, you know, breaking a course record is going to be. So let's take it. Let's start with Eric Caselius's front 18, uh, in, in, in his, uh, victorious, um, New Year's Open from a month and a half ago. He aced number five, and aced number 18, but did not ace number two. So two of three. Tom Loftus aced number five, did not ace number 18, and did not ace number two. So there's definitely uh, a, a, an opportunity there. And if we look back on Jacob Hodge, um, and I apologize, Jake, 
I don't know if you go by Jake or Jacob. That's my apologies. Uh, he did not ace hole two. He did ace hole five and he did ace hole 18. So none of the three course record holders aced all three holes. And just to reiterate, hole five is aced 36.59% of the time. Hole 2 is aced 20.73% of the time, and hole 18 is aced 18.29% of the time. And again, those numbers include players who are respectfully not near a course record pace. Okay, so if we were only to count the top five finishers on, on each, um, on each of those, in fact, let's, I think I can do that real quick. Um, if we go back to, I'm just going to do this for the New Year's Open. Uh, hole five, if you look at the top five finishers, it was aced out of 10 attempts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. So seven of 10. Here's an interesting one. Hole two, if we look at the top five finishers, was aced one of 10 times. That was kind of interesting. And hole 18 was aced three of 10 times, including twice by Eric Hesselius himself. Okay, so let's take a look at the rest of the top 25 for ace percentage. A lot of Grand Slam Burnsville in here. Just a reminder, the ace course, um, that nickname stands. Hole 11 is a 14.63%. That is the... Uh, uh, up on top of the castle. I know there's a name for it, but I'm not a castle expert. Uh, it's, it's up on top is what it is. And, um, that concludes, uh, that one was, I think I meant that, that was 15th, 15th overall, 14.63%. That include, that concludes the top 25 for ace percentage. Um, let's take a look at holes on, uh, this particular course that have never been aced. And believe it or not, there are several. I bet you could believe it. I was told that 17 is aceable and that it's happened. Um, not in a golf zone event, but somebody, Cameron, told me he aced it. So, you know, that's a tough shot for sure. In fact, that's a shot where if you're trying to ace it, you're probably more likely to go out of bounds because you've really got to smoke that ball hard. Okay, there's actually only been four holes uh, that have uh, that have never been aced. Hole 10, I believe it looks like it's been aced once. And hole 4, it looks like it's been aced twice. But hole 13, 14, 15, and 17 have never ace, been ace. 13, 14, 15, and 17. 13 is the, um, the kind of up the ramp. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that's called. It's like a ramp, but it's got a, a cover to it, so you can't go crazy with it. 14 is one of my favorite holes um, on the circuit. That's the hole that loops around, but if you hit it too hard, uh, you're going to go right over the top. Or you're going to have to reset. Essentially, 15 is one of those weird angle holes, just like 17. Um, more, more than likely, you're going to go out of bounds than you are to ace it. Okay. Um, let's take a look at... There's never been a double eagle at Grand Slam Coon Rapids. Um, there's been very few eagles. Let's go over them right now. Actually, let's go over the top 25 for eagle percentage. 
there is um, the the hole at Grand Slam Coon Rapids that is most likely to be eagled is hole 11, okay? And it's been eagled 14.63% of the time, same as, same as it being aced. And that is uh, actually 11th overall uh, for eagle percentage. Um, the first hole is uh, Eagle Lake's ninth hole which is the up-the-hill hole that has never been double-eagled, but I believe it will this summer. We're going to head out to Eagle Lake a couple of times. Okay, and then there was only one other hole at Grand Slam Coon Rapids that has been eagled, or that's in the top 25 for eagle percentage, and that is hole number 16, which has been eagled 8.54% of the time. Okay, let's take a look at birdie percentage real quick. Um... Grand Slam Coon Rapids hole 16 is 80.49% of the time that hole has been eagled. Let's go back and take a look at the, uh, excuse me, the course record holders and take a look to see if they were able to eagle those holes. Jacob Hodge eagled it once, but also bogeyed it once he went one and four on that, and if you recall, that was um, that was towards the end when he started slipping a little bit. Uh, hole sixteen, of course. Eric Caselius eagled it once and birdied it once, and then Tom Loftus birdied it twice. So, you know, it, it, it it's very interesting, and I think there's a there's something to this. There's a graphic to this. Watching how these these um, course record breaking rounds come into shape, how they take shape. Um, and I, I think that, uh, it, you know, basically saying, hey, if Tom would have eagled one of those or, or aced one of the three most aceable holes, he could have had a 33. Forget a 34, he could have had a 33. And it's just, it's just interesting. I, I find that um, very fun and, and uh, interesting element of Pugcraft. Okay. Let's take a look at the other. Actually, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Hole four has been birdied 67.07% of the time. That is good for 12th overall. Uh, good for 20th overall is hole 11 at 60.98% of the time. And then 23rd overall is hole 17 at 597 percent of the time. I should note that Moose Mountain's 16th hole has been birdied 81.25% of the time, in addition to Moose Mountain's first hole, which has been birdied 81.25% of the time. Part of the reason, not to get too off course, but I do eventually want to get back to Moose Mountain, is because, you know, those are going to, those aren't going to be you know, the most accurate, best source of data if we've only played it once. You know, you got to play it a couple of different times. You know, at, at least Midwest Golf Dome, we've played twice. Uh, whether or not we'll be back there is, um, you know, we'll see. Okay, uh, bogey percentage. The again, Remember, this is just bogeys. This is not double bogey plus. It's separate. Bogey and then double bogey plus. So, <clears throat> speaking of Moose Mountain, Moose Mountain's 10th hole... 56.25% of the time it's been bogeyed. Um, it's been double bogeyed 37.5% of the time. So not a fun hole at all there. If we look at Grand Slam Coon Rapids, the 13th hole has been bogeyed 47.56% of the time. That is the sixth 
hardest, well, sixth highest in all of Puttcraft. And as far as the top 25 goes, that's it. That's it for Grand Slam Coon Rapids. So a relatively easy course, if you will. Coming in at 35th place is the 18th hole at 30.49%. Okay, let's look here at double bogey percentage. Um, Grand Slam Burnsville's ninth hole, the skull hole, if you will, 52.17%. That leaves all that leads all a puttcraft. Do you know there are four? Midwest Golf Dome holes in the top six. Uh, very difficult, of course. All right, uh, double bogey percentage. Are there any holes? I don't believe there are. There are no holes at uh, Grand Slam Coon Rapids that are in the top 25 of double bogey percentage. So if you want to get your BE percentage down, if you want to get your BEP percentage down, tomorrow night is the time to do it. Uh, Grand Slam Coon Rapids. A reminder, especially if t tomorrow night is your first event, you must tee off on or completely behind the black pads. And I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here that some of you know, some of you do not. I would recommend not using the black pad on hole eight and instead teeing up completely behind the black pad. Now, here's why. First off, you have a little bit of space to work with. Okay. Second off, hole eight is the hole with the three bumps on it. I can't really explain this from a physics standpoint, but I know that if you're coming from a, um, you know, a level spot and going over that first bump, it, I, I can't explain it. I just know that if you're off the black pad, then you've got to leave the black pad, go down and then immediately go back up. It really messes with your with your shot. So hole eight, I would highly recommend, and I don't normally do this, but I've seen some of you do it. So I'm trying to even the playing field a little bit. Teeing off completely behind the black pad. Again, on or completely behind the black pad. We are going to put together um, something I mentioned a couple weeks ago, and I have a couple of people who are excited, lined up to do this. A draft of our favorite courses. Um, and I think I expect that we're going to do that in the next two weeks or so. And for those of you who didn't hear that uh, um, podcast, or no, I think, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast or on Instagram, but essentially you're going to draft your favorite course or you're going to draft your course by hole. Um, so let's say, so I've already said hole 14 at um at Coon Rapids is one of my favorite holes. That might be my first selection. I'm gonna build my course um you know by hole by hole uh along with a couple of other people. Um and I think it could be fun. It's a different it's a different way to highlight each course's holes, our favorite holes, our least favorite holes. What kind of course would you want to build? Do you want to build a difficult um uh a course or controversial course, an easy course, a course that you could just ace you know, 18 straight aces, that type of thing. Um, I think it could be a fun thing to do it. And we're going to put that together. Um, I can't have, uh, you know, too many people do it, but if it's something that you're interested in, I think I have two lined up 
Um, could, could look for one more for sure. Um, four would be a good number. Uh, I think five would work as well. So, um, please let me know if that's something that you'd be interested in doing. I think we could knock it out in probably an hour, um, over, uh, zoom, if you will. Cause then I, I can record it on my podcast via zoom, yada, yada, yada. It'll be a lot of fun. Something different you know, as we're approaching the end of the league year. Speaking of the end of the league year, um, I will be covering the uh, next podcast. I'm going to try to do um, uh, some candidates or some likely candidates for player of the year, whole of the year, round of the year, most improved player. It is not the final list. The final list is obviously going to come out at the end of the league year. But it will uh, it'll be sort of something fun to uh, to to discuss and 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 uh, um, you know kind of go over. So um, this year, obviously, player of the year and rookie of the year will be different. Um, I've spoken about the the trouble I'm going to have with player of the year. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, rookie of the year is coming into shape, although it's not done yet. Uh, most improved players coming into shape, although it's not done yet. Round of the year is kind of done. Uh, for those of you um, who are frequent listeners of this podcast, Matt Rolstead's Dred Scott performance um, is going to be difficult to beat. Um, and then whole of the year, of course, will be is is one of my favorite ones. So uh, th- th- there, there's a couple of good ones, and, and we have some videos from there as well. All right, let's talk player of the year, and not directly player of the year, but the standings, which are not the same. They're the same, sort of, but not the same. The 2022-2023 standings have been updated. You can see the latest list over at puttcraft.com. It's right on the front page there. I'm going to go over the top 25 right now. There are 56, well, there's a tie for 56, 57, there's 65 players in total on this list. Uh, coming in in first place, currently, again, three year, three, three events left in the league year. These are the standings now. Sean Brown at 222 points. Matt Rolstead in second at 215 points. So they are right next to each other. It'll be a fantastic finish. Josh Benish um, in third at 141 points. Anthony Dunkel in fourth at 130 points. Again, I should note, actually, I'll say this after fifth. Dan Wesley in fifth at 127 points. This rewards both performance and participation. Okay, it's been built to kind of, you know, have both uh, accounted for, and, and and you'll see that here in a little bit uh, when we get to seventh place. Tom Loftus in sixth at one twenty-two. Eric Asilius in seventh at ninety-five. Of course, Eric Asilius has only played, I think, uh, Lundsnes was his was his first event. So does that make it four, five events, five, I believe. Um, you know, so came in well towards the end of the league year. Obviously, has the two wins. Um, and is in seventh place, uh, you know, so again, rewarding both, uh, participation and, uh, performance. Very unlikely that Eric Casilius would be able to overtake Sean Brown and Matt Rolstead because of the fact that they've been playing all league year. So there, there is its limits, if you will. Uh, Joel Brown in eighth at 93. Um, speaking of rookie of the year candidates, if we were going between those two gentlemen, which, you know, we kind of are, uh, they are separated by 
two points right now. Sean Anderson in ninth at 87. Brady Storhoff and Matt Wyman tied for 10th at 84. Zach Casilius in 12th at 67. Robin Schwartzman in 13th at 57. Jeff Woodfill in 14th at 53. Sam Lapidat in 15th at 52. RJ Dusak in 16th at 40. Kathleen Malone in 17th at 31. Daryl Hummany and Nick Noble in a tie for 18th at 30. Matt Langer in 20th with 29. Jason Peterson in 21st with 27 points. Cameron Hasilius and Joel LaChapelle in 22nd place with 22 points. Michael Carlson in 24th uh, and Dan Ratke in a tie for 24th um, with 21 points. I'm noticing at this point that I've had a little, little typo. I've got Michael Carlson and Dan Racky at 24th, and then I've got Adam DeVore and Rick Lestico tied for 25th. That should stay tied for 26th at 19 points. Those are your standings. Um, okay, you're, you, uh, you stuck around to the end. You stuck around 25 minutes. Uh, now I get to give you a little dirt. And it's not really dirt. I mean, it's kind of dirt. Uh, we got a really small field tomorrow night as I'm recording this podcast. Um, I'm not really totally sure why. Um, of course, I know many of you love to register day of, which is fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, but, uh, it's pretty small right now. So, um, if you're planning on registering, please do so. Uh, if not, all good. We'll see you for the next one. Uh, we're, we're going to roll with it. Um, you know, how, how many ever show up and, uh, um, you know, may, heck, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe Friday nights aren't the best night. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to learn, um, and, uh, and, uh, and get better. So, Okay, that's it for this episode. I really appreciate you all. Uh, hopefully see many of you tomorrow night. Grand Slam, Coon Rapids, 6 p.m. We have till 10. We're not going to take till 10, but we have till 10. We expect to be a busy night. I do have the beanbag re- beanbags ready for the bottom of the cups. We're not going to have a single ball bounce out of the cups tomorrow night. See you then.